Welcome to Humans in Public Health. I'm Megan Hall. In the past few years, the field of public health has become more visible than ever before, but it's always played a crucial role in our daily lives. Each month, we talk to a person who makes this work possible. Today, Professor Mark Lurie. Mark was actually my epidemiology professor when I was at the School of Public Health. At the time, he was working on research related to the spread of HIV and tuberculosis in South Africa. But now, he's leading a center focused on gathering detailed information about how humans interact and move through space. This is all in an attempt to fight infectious diseases. They've named the project MAPS. It has two P's in it, so it's M-A-P-P-S, and it stands for Mobility Analysis for Pandemic Prevention Strategies. Mark says MAPS came about in the depths of the pandemic. The National Science Foundation was looking to fund new research centers that are focused on five or 10 years into the future, thinking about what methodologies, uh, what research, what scientific discoveries we could push forward during that time period that would put us on a better footing, say, five or 10 years from now when another pathogen emerges. Mark and the MAPS team decided to look at how human movements affect the ways diseases spread. He says it's a topic that needs more research. Our knowledge about how people interact is surprisingly deficient, given how critically important it is to how diseases spread. So you think of any infectious disease, one of the critical components of how it's going to spread is how humans interact, right? Whether they touch each other, how frequently they're in contact with each other, whether they're breathing on each other. But this focus isn't new to Mark. He's been interested in something similar his whole career. He grew up in South Africa, and his earlier research there looked at migration patterns to understand the spread of HIV. HIV was um, spread as a result of some of these leftover vestiges of apartheid, in particular the migrant labor system that really created a very efficient mechanism for a virus to spread from urban hotspots on the gold mines to rural areas through men who are migrants. Mark says a lot of what he learned about the spread of HIV can apply to the case of COVID and other viruses too. When we're talking about HIV and who is infecting who through sexual networks, now we're talking about infections that are spread through the air. Let's say the people that you're going to come in contact with are going to be the critical people. So it's still the same idea of trying to understand really in its basic sense who infects who. Mark says if we know more about who infects who, we can take a more nuanced approach to future pandemics. At the beginning of the pandemic, we had limited information. And with limited information, you're you're forced to still make really important choices. And our choice was to shut everything down. And that was probably the best choice, given the information that we had at the time. But now, Mark says we have the opportunity to gather better data. So the next time a new disease appears, we can make informed decisions right away. With a detailed model of how, where, and how long people interact, public health professionals could better identify risky behaviors— For example, a school might not have to shut down during a pandemic. We might be able to say, hey, maybe instead of having 20 kids in this room, we expand into this other room. Maybe instead of having classes for an hour long, we have a shorter period. And these kinds of decisions can be made based on the epidemiology of the disease. But to make those more nuanced decisions, Mark and the MAPS team have to collect more data, tracking how people move and how close they get to each other. They're testing their approach next month in a project called Mapping Brown. 
In the next few weeks, people who are in the School of Public Health are going to be asked to participate in our study. To measure people's proximity, the MAPS team built an app for participants, and they installed Bluetooth beacons around the School of Public Health building. And from that, we are able to use um, some sophisticated algorithms to essentially calculate where people are in space and time. And put all of that information together It gives us like a really detailed understanding of the social network. Mark says that MAPS is the first group to attempt a study at this scale. We think that this study that we're doing in the School of Public Health will be, as far as we can tell, the largest indoor positioning system that's tried to really understand people's mixing. He also knows some people will feel uneasy about having their location tracked. The way that we handle it in the project is to be totally transparent about what we're doing, why we're doing, and how we're doing it. So we're never going to sell your data. We're never going to identify you or any individuals in the data set. So we've got a list of basic ethical values in our project that we make available and transparent for people to see. We actually have stripped down our data collection, and we're really only collecting about five or six general demographic questions, no more than that. Mark says the slimmed-down approach to personal information makes it harder to identify individuals. The team is also keeping all of its data in government-approved repositories, making sure it can't fall into the wrong hands. And so far, people are buying in. Mark has been talking to students at the School of Public Health about the project, and he says at least 80% of them are eager to join the study. Other people still need some convincing before they sign up, but addressing those concerns is actually part of the point. So it's a proof-of-concept idea. We're really trying to understand Can we do this in an ethical way? Can we use the technology? Can we develop the app? Can we get people to weigh the pros and cons and enough of them to say, yes, I want to participate? Can we make good use of that data? Can we ask smart questions about mixing within the building? So it's not an attempt to say, oh, we can do this within public health. So therefore, this is how people in some other environment mix. Obviously, those are going to be different environments. Uh, But you have to start somewhere. The MAPS team hopes that someday they'll be able to expand the study to other locations. Like a long-term nursing care facility. There you have roughly a closed environment. And whether people in that environment get sick is, again, dependent on who they interact with. And if you can really understand those dynamics then maybe we could get into a situation, again, not like we did at the beginning of this pandemic, which is to say all of those places are shut down from the outside world. You can't visit your relatives. We may be able to make much smarter decisions, much more humane decisions that allow people to interact in ways that are safe but are also not conducive to disease spread. The team also hopes to run the study in places like cruise ships and maybe even the entire Brown campus. But that depends on the success of their study this fall, and getting more funding from the National Science Foundation. We're very involved in writing our phase two application, which goes in 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 a couple of months. And we are keeping our fingers crossed because it's large and very competitive, but would really allow us to expand on the core work that we're already doing. And are you going to participate? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'll be the first to sign up. I've already downloaded the app. Well, Mark Lurie, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Mark Lurie is an associate professor of epidemiology and the interim director of the International Health Institute at the Brown University School of Public Health. He is also the principal investigator for the MAPS project. The Mapping Brown study takes place from November 6th to November 17th. To learn more, visit mapsproject.com. That's M-A-P-P-S project.com. 
Humans in Public Health is a monthly podcast brought to you by Brown University School of Public Health. This episode was produced by Nat Hardy and recorded at the podcast studio at CIC Providence. I'm Megan Hall. Talk to you next month.